Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Nobody's Doing It Right, the podcast for those who are uncertain. I'm your host, Kat. I am one of these uncertain people, but someone who has been working really hard to become much more certain about the things I do in my life and how I show up and how I behave. So if you find yourself struggling and need an objective perspective to help you through it, to help support you through things that you're working on right now, feel free to book in with me. I offer one-to-one chat sessions and they can be single sessions or packages if you want to really dive deep into that kind of stuff. Um, I offer those on my website. I also write books about these topics where I go into a little bit more depth than I do, you know, in podcast episodes or videos, Um, but they are an easier way for you to start investing in the kind of work that I try to put out there, right? Which is very much like foundational work about being a human and how to you know, show up more authentically and more vulnerably, <laughs> which I think is some of the most important work to do um, before, you know, any sort of money mindset stuff or anything like that. Um, I think foundationally, we have to start really thinking about who we actually are and who we want to be, <laughs> because that is... If you don't know any of that, if you haven't worked on any of that, everything else that you try to do from this point on is moot because there's no foundation. And I've had to learn this the hard way. And it's something that I still struggle with from time to time. I've gotten much better at it. And also creating content like this for people really helps me process my own, uh, my own beliefs and my own, you know, new perspective shifts and all that. Um, And that's kind of what I want to talk about in this episode, actually. The topic is whatever you think you are, you're right. And this is about understanding that your beliefs really are the contributing factor to who you are, right? How you show up in the world. And I made a video about this on TikTok a couple of months ago, or maybe, maybe, yeah, a couple of months ago, I think. And, you know, there were mixed, uh, there was a mixed reception there. Some people were like, yeah, of course, this totally makes sense. And I needed to hear this. And other people were saying this is very dangerous for people who have BPD or any other, you know, neurodivergence. And I totally understand that 100%. Um, I am not somebody who has neurodivergence in any, you know, intense way. I mean, I struggle with anxiety and all that stuff um, and depression, but I I don't struggle with anything more complex. Um, Not to say that anxiety and depression are complex, but I don't struggle with BPD or anything like that or ADHD. So I understand that, yeah, everyone's brain is different. Everyone's brain works differently. So of course, not everything I say will apply to every single person. This is truly just from my own perspective, my own experience. Um, And so, yeah, I just want to make that clear before we get into this topic, because I understand that people with BPD um, can have uh, beliefs about themselves that lead to behaviors that aren't always right for them. And the way they perceive the world and themselves can be very skewed. I totally understand. And of course, I'm not like an expert on this. I'm not a therapist or anything like that. Um, This is simply to talk about the fact that at a very, I guess, simplistic point, a very simplistic foundational point, what you believe you are based on how you've been taught to think about yourself growing up is how you're going to function in life moving forward because you will always try to fit into that narrative that you have in your head. Um, So again, this is just from my perspective, not somebody who's, I'm not somebody who struggles with BPD or anything like that. But the way that I've experienced it in my own life is that I often, you know, I had narratives in my head of who I was and what I should be doing, what I shouldn't be doing. I'm a creative person at heart. I always have been. Even as a child, 
Um, I'm an only child, so I had to entertain myself a lot of the time when I was growing up. And so creativity and make-believe and all that stuff was what I turned to. And it's where I found the most pleasure and peace. But my family did not really think creativity was uh, a valid or valuable thing to strive for, right? Um, I'm from like a semi-immigrant family. And so, you know, going after work that was more, I guess, stable, more secure, more, you know, I don't want to say basic, but, you know, like more the kind of jobs that you would think of 20, 30 years ago as being like, yeah, these are real jobs, quote unquote, right? And obviously everything has shifted now because of the internet. But back then, those kinds of jobs were considered, you know, good jobs, normal jobs, right? And creativity and doing art was considered very difficult to get into, very unstable, not for people that are serious about things or whatever. So I was taught that being a creative person, creativity was wrong, bad, invalid, silly, frivolous, childish, all that stuff, right? And so I had that mentality throughout my whole life. And up until a couple of years ago, even up until like a year or two ago, really, when I started, that's when I started really kind of understanding like, oh, this is a perception I have and I have had my whole life and it has dictated the way I show up and how I behave. And it's in conflict with who I want to be. I always believed, oh, I shouldn't be creative. Creative people are childish, frivolous, silly. That's not real work. And so in order to validate that narrative in my head, I started not putting in actual serious effort into my creativity, right? The kind of serious effort it takes to make it uh, a serious career, right? So it was kind of like a self-fulfilling prophecy. I was self-sabotaging because I needed to fit into the mentality of creativity is not real work, right? And so because of that, because I, that's what I thought, I thought that creativity wasn't real work, that's what I became. I became somebody who didn't take my creativity seriously, who didn't um, have anything to show for the creative work I put out into the world because I didn't see it as valuable. I became what I thought, you know? And it was only until I started shifting that perspective and realized like, if I change the way I see myself, the way I think about myself, that'll change who I actually become because then I will be doing behaviors and things to validate that new belief, that new narrative. And I know this is like complicated if you're really starting out with this, but I, I think the people that listen to me are kind of more into their self-awareness, self-growth journey. Um, so you're, it's not like you're a beginner, but even if you are a beginner and you this is the first thing you've ever heard from me, if there's one thing to take away from any sort of personal growth is that it really starts at the base foundation of how you see yourself. Because how you see yourself, whatever things you tell yourself, you say to yourself, you believe in your head, the way you see the world, whatever thing, whatever pops into your mind the moment you think of something, that is dictating how you show up. That is dictating who you are every single day. And if you are that person every single day, you're going to be that person for the rest of your life. In the sense that every small action, every small decision you make based on these beliefs, these internal beliefs, are building the kind of life that you're going to live, whether or not you like that kind of life, you know? So it really does come down to stripping back all that belief, all those beliefs, all those behaviors, getting down to the core and rebuilding. And that sounds hard. It sounds complicated. Um, it's definitely not easy. It takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of effort. But it really is simple because you're, you know yourself best 
you know what is going on in your head. You know what beliefs you have. You maybe just haven't given yourself the time or space to really look into them because it can be scary. I understand that. Opening yourself up and really having a conversation with yourself and getting down to the nitty gritty of like, okay, let me actually see what I'm saying to myself every day. Let me actually see what I believe about myself. It can be very sad and also difficult and there's a lot of grief involved in that because at a certain point you'll realize that the way you're speaking to yourself every single day is not only how you're speaking to your current self but how you're speaking to your past child self and that's really sad when you realize that there is a lot of grief and I think our our egos want to avoid that grief so we hold ourselves back from recognizing that that's what we're doing to our inner child right and I'm not this isn't like a moral thing or anything like that I'm just saying like that's kind of what you have to face in order to rebuild your sense of self and your sense of identity. And it's not easy. It's really not. It's really sad. Like I've had many nights where I've journaled about these beliefs and how I've treated myself, the things I've done and what they stem from. And I've cried a lot because I've realized like, wow, I'm I'm actually hurting myself and I'm hurting this child that has worked so hard or has tried so hard for so many years to turn into an adult that that is living a life that is truly authentic. It's very painful. And so I'm not saying this, this process is easy, but it is simple, really. So if you're struggling with your current life right now as it is, because ultimately, if we talk about manifestation, which I definitely see the value in, in this topic, but I don't necessarily talk about manifestation that much because that's not what that's not the kind of work I do. Um, but if we look, we talk about manifestation, everything that you have right now that is within your control, of course, because not everything is within your control, but everything that you have in your life right now that is within your control, you have manifested. Whether consciously or unconsciously, most of the time it is unconsciously, right? These are manifestations based on your internal beliefs and then the actions that you take because of those deep internal beliefs, right? So whatever circumstances you're in right now, again, ones that are within your control, not the ones that are outside of your control, because, you know, if you're in any sort of like dangerous, abusive situation, you know, health struggle, whatever, that is without your outside of your control, of course, you can't you can't change that. And it's not beneficial for you to believe that you can or or beat yourself up because you're not changing it or because you manifest it. No, I, I do not advocate for that. I don't believe that um, some things just happen and some things are shitty and unfair and difficult and you are very valid in thinking that and also some things are within our controls and we're the ones that are doing these things to ourselves right both both exist and uh, I think it's important to record to be able to get really good at recognizing where that line is what the difference is right because that also helps you with your own self-love and self-worth right if you recognize what it is that you are actually in control of that you're not doing uh, that you're you know choosing to do things that aren't right for you you know if you can recognize what that is versus things out that are outside of your control that are happening to you that'll make you recognize where you can actually focus your your positive constructive energy and take away any sort of um aggression or hatred you have for yourself because if you're thinking oh i should be able to do x y and z despite having a chronic illness that you can't control that's not going to help your self-worth. That's going to make you feel really shitty because you literally cannot control that, right? Um, 
But if you see that, oh, this is a, a place in my life where I know I have the control. I'm just scared to take control. I am scared to do this vulnerable act. I'm scared to change the way I, I behave. And the fact that I'm scared to do this and I'm not changing it, it's hurting me. That is actually very liberating. And something that I think a lot of people need to recognize that it's very liberating to recognize that you are not uh, treating yourself right. It's painful, of course, there's grief, as I said earlier. And also it's very liberating because you're like, wow, so basically I'm controlling this. <laughs> I'm in control. I've had the control the whole time, even though I've kind of felt more of like a victim this entire time, right? Um, and not to say that you can't be a victim as well, of course, but it depends on what's happening, whether or not this thing is in your control or not, right? Um, the things that are not in your control, you cannot change them. And so your constructive energy, you know, the energy that goes towards rebuilding, constructing things, changing things should not be going to those things that you cannot control, right? It should be going to the things you can control because those then will help you at least align onto a path that is better for you despite all those external things that you can't control. You know what I mean? So yeah, whatever you think you are, you're right in the sense that if you think you are not smart, you're right, not because you're actually stupid, but because you're probably not leaning into the things that would make you feel smarter, right? Because like for me, I truly don't believe anybody is inherently not smart, right? Even though the school system will tell everybody like some kids are smart, some are not, some are... I think it's just a matter of finding the things that are just genuinely interesting to you, that you genuinely find interesting and fascinating. And then also putting the effort towards that. If you don't want to put the effort towards um, quote unquote smart things, that's totally fine. You know, it's it, that's fine. That's not a problem. But that doesn't mean you're just stupid. But if someone has a narrative of I'm just not good at this, I'm just not smart, then yes, why would they have the incentive to put effort towards um, more, you know, intellectual hobbies or whatever, you know? It goes for anything. I'm just not um, physically fit. Maybe it's just because you've been told that your whole life or you just decided it or because in your head physically fit means doing all these crazy physical activities. And therefore, yeah, of course, why would you have the incentive to then do things that make you feel more physically fit? Not, you know, physically fit in uh, a, societal, a societal construct of physically fit, but for you, what feels physically fit for you, right? Um, yeah, for me, it was my creative journey. And I just often told myself, like, I'm a creative, which therefore means I am not, I'm not valuable. Like, literally, that's, that, that was the narrative in my head, which is kind of like vulnerable for me to say. But my inner narrative was, because I am more creatively inclined, and I cannot easily fit into what is society, societally accepted, or sorry, expected of me, and also expected of me from my family, because I can't fit into that, I have no value. Because again, I was only seeing value as being in this normal place, right? This place of traditional stuff, not in creativity or the kind of, you know, kind of life I wanted. So for a lot of my life, I felt that I wasn't valuable, that I had no purpose and no point. And it's like, well, what's the point of even being creative? And yet, I often found myself gravitating towards creativity. I couldn't stop myself because, again, it's just who I am. So I had this internal conflict because I, on the one hand, I kept wanting to do it. I kept wanting to do it. And yet I kept sabotaging myself and only seeking creativity in ways that were also traditional. So uh, I, I often, I see myself as a writer. That's what my uh, 
my handle is on social media and stuff, Katarina Writes, because I see myself as a writer. Um, but the kind of writing I would like to do is different than traditional writing. And so rather than leaning into that sooner, because now I've leaned into it, but rather than leaning into that sooner, I often try to find ways to make it more traditional, more acceptable. I worked at um, an on like a digital magazine when I was living in the UK. I did uh, freelance copywriting for brands because I felt that was like more legitimate and I could tell people like, yeah, I'm a, I'm a copywriter for brands and you know, that means I'm valuable and important and because it's traditional like business stuff or whatever. And that, there's nothing wrong with that by any means. Of course, if you love copywriting, that's amazing because people need that and it is valuable. But it just wasn't right for me, but I wouldn't let myself accept that. And so it was only when I truly allowed myself to change how I saw myself, like who I thought I was, that everything shifted into place. And it's almost like it's so frustrating because anyone else who's been on this journey and who's experienced this transformation or like trans transcendence, it, it's frustrating because you're like, Oh my god like it was that's it was that simple like it really was that simple and this whole time i've been struggling and i could have just easily done it but of course it takes a lot of time and it really is about like everything for you mentally clicking before you can make this change right so don't beat yourself up too much uh it's something that i've struggled with as well where i'm like wow i could have like done this years ago but realistically you couldn't have because you need the time the knowledge the understanding the growth to get to that point so you know show yourself grace, be kind to yourself. Um, but yeah, it was only when I, I decided like, no, actually, you know what, Kat? I'm going to start seeing my creative work as valuable. So what does it mean? And to see myself as valuable for being a creative, what does that mean, right? What does that actually mean? Because I never really considered what it meant to be valuable with my creativity. How can I, okay, so how does my creative work give people value? I'd never considered it before. And then flash forward a year, I am now providing a lot of value for people who need exactly what I offer, exactly what's uniquely my creativity, right? And it's like, I had that that shift in my mindset and everything aligned exactly as it needed to simply because I decided to change how I saw myself, <laughs> right? And again, it sounds so easy and yet there's so much groundwork involved in that. And that's that's literally what I try to provide in the one-to-one -one sessions I offer and in the the actual books I write because I still write and I enjoy writing, but it I had to shift the kind of writing that I was doing. And uh, now I understand what my niche is, I guess. I don't like, <laughs> I don't wanna like brand this because um, I, I see this just as a way of living more than it, than just a business. But yes, I'm, I'm running a creative business in the sense that I provide value for people and people come to me because they need what I offer. And what I offer is what I wish I had when I was younger, right? And it all kind of, it's just like this cool, like um, transcendence of time and space where I can be the person my younger self needed. And then also my younger self is fueling the information I now have to give to other people who need me, you know? And I just find that so cool. And it all began because I just allowed myself to see myself differently. Because whatever you think you are, you're right. So if you think you're not valuable because of what you do or what you like, then you're right. You're not going to be valuable because you're not going to be putting the effort or the understanding towards what it is that you are actually 
valuable for, like what you can actually give. But if you do think you are valuable, then you're gonna be like, oh yeah, I am valuable. So what, okay, what value do I offer? You'll, you'll give yourself the time and space to actually consider that because that's your new belief. But if you don't believe that, then why would you give, what incentive would you have to give yourself the time to consider what value you provide, right? It, and that's, and that's really it. <laughs> like, I know, again, it sounds so easy, but it's not easy. It's just simple. And yeah, so if there's one thing I would want you to take away from this episode is to really sit down and ask yourself, who do I think I am? Who do I believe I am? Right? How am I showing up every day? And ask yourself, is this aligned for me? Is this who I actually want to be? Is this authentic? And what do I actually want for my life? What do I genuinely deep down want? And am I getting what I want? And if I'm not getting what I want, maybe it's because it's not who I think I am. (laughs) You know, it all kind of ties in together. So I always recommend journaling, um, talking to people, talking to yourself through voice memos. I do that all the time too. I journal and I do voice memos. You know, it depends on my mood. Um, Talking out loud to yourself can help sometimes. Honestly, I know it sounds a little weird, but no, it it really helps to have a conversation like that with yourself. Um, Yeah, just sit and, and talk to yourself and ask yourself these things and and in a way kind of be brave enough to face the feelings that come up with that because there will be feelings that come up with that if you aren't living in alignment, if you are living from a place of self-limiting beliefs it'll be sad to recognize that but again you will i think realize how liberating it is when you can recognize that the things that are in your control you've been choosing this whole time so yeah i hope this was an interesting and beneficial episode for you i hope it offered value um and again if you want to book in with me you can do that on my website um if you feel like you're struggling with any of these things we can definitely talk through them and hopefully give you some clarity And yeah, I'm working on a new book right now. It's the self-worth handbook. It it will accompany my self-expression handbook that I have available on my website right now. So if you're interested in that, you can go find it in the show notes below. I'll have it linked. And yeah, I'll be back again next week with another episode.